legends, myths, conspiracy theories. They're all theories, yet they hold a vast amount of weight with us still today. Stories we were told around campfires as children or stories that you would tell at sleepovers to scare all the other girls or boys. They all come from somewhere. Is the island of the dolls a real place? Where did an entire squadron of planes disappear to? Who killed Marilyn Monroe? Was it really a suicide or something much bigger? What are the Georgia Guidestones? These are the things that we're going to be diving into together. Go ahead and subscribe so that whenever a new episode drops, you will get notified. And remember, it's all just a theory. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Sometimes this podcast contains themes of a sexual nature in relation to the crimes that we talk about. This podcast contains triggers such as violence and or abuse and sometimes contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Hi everyone, welcome back to If I Go Missing. And let's get going with your dose of true crime family time. Most of y'all know, but for any new true crime family members out there, I'm your host Megan, here with my mom. Hi, I'm your co-host Lynn. And we promise to have a story for you this week that ups the creepiness factor a little more than last week. And it's in one of your favorite places too. Ooh, Smoky Mountains. You already know. I love that place. And I'm amazed at the the crimes and the history and the vanishings that I've read about from up there. It's like, oh, It was Father's Day weekend when a little boy named Dennis Martin went missing. Dennis was on a camping trip near the Tennessee-North Carolina state line with his family in the summer of 1969. It was an annual Father's Day tradition. All of the men in the Martin family headed to the Smoky Mountain National Park to camp and hike. I did hear the story. I've read pieces of this story. Yeah, it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. And Father's Day. Come on. I know. How horrible. Little Dennis was just a few days shy of his seventh birthday when he went on the big Father's Day camping trip. The boy from Knoxville joined his dad, Bill Martin, grandfather, Clyde Martin, and nine-year-old brother Doug on a multi-day hike from Cades Cove to the Appalachian Trail. That's such a beautiful area. After spending Friday night at the shelter at Russell Field, the men of the Martin family then hiked to the grassy area of Spence Field. Spence Field lies along the North Carolina and Tennessee state line. It's a highland meadow and a popular camping spot bisected by the famous Appalachian Trail. Dennis's family described him as a quiet and energetic boy who was a fast walker, often hiking at the front of the group. To be so young, he was a really good hiker. According to a web article I read, Dennis was in fact a quiet boy and he would not normally call out, but he would respond to his name being called even by strangers. 
In school, back home, he was in a special education group. According to this article, although I haven't seen it anywhere else, so I'm not sure of the truth of the matter, it says that he was mentally about a half a year behind his age group. And, you know, I don't really know if, if it's going to overly factor into the case. Because, like I said, only the one place talks about it. But I did think it was worth mentioning. It could have a, be a contributing factor. Yeah, I mean, if it was true or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. But if it was, definitely, I, I can see it. Yeah. On arrival, the two Martin children were allowed to play with others camping nearby. The Martin boys had come across an unrelated Martin family from Alabama with two young boys. So, both Martin families, both with two young boys, completely unrelated. That's cool. That's kind of cool. But in this case, it's kind of a little eerie. Yeah, definitely. At Spence Field, the adults sat and watched the children play together. At around 4.30 p.m., the four boys huddled up and planned a playful prank to sneak behind the adults and scare them. The amused parents could tell what the children were plotting, but, you know, they played along. Naturally, these four boys hatched a plan. This plan was that the boys were going to split up and jump out of the woods on both sides to scare their parents. Dennis happened to be wearing a red shirt that made him easy to see. So, the three older boys sent him the opposite direction by himself. The older boys jumped out and booed the family and everyone had fun. And they all were laughing But when it came time for Dennis to jump out, he never showed up. Slowly, a sobering, almost eerie feeling fell over all the men and their families. Dennis was missing. It had only been three minutes since Bill Martin saw Dennis sneaking away. But he wasted no time calling the boy. Bill hiked back and forth for several miles on the nearby trail and found no sign of Dennis. When it comes to the Smokies, though, you have to understand the land in the area of Spencefield. There is an incessant wind. Sometimes you can blow a whistle up there and all the wind will drown it out. And it just so happened that a severe weather system was rolling in so you had the roar of the wind from that. And from Spence Field, it is basically like downhill in almost any direction. Anyone, especially a young child, could get turned around easily. Dennis's grandfather, Clyde Martin, hiked six miles to Cades Cove and notified rangers at 8.30 p.m. on Saturday. Clyde then hiked several miles back up the trails to Spence Field to look for his grandson but found nothing along the way. As darkness started to fall on that Saturday night, so did a dangerous deluge of more than 2.5 inches of rain in one night. Overnight lows were around 50 degrees. All of the streams around the area were high and turbulent, and the storm was a vicious one. It was so vicious, even a grown man wouldn't want to be out during it. If you've never been to the mountains or if you've never experienced a storm in the mountains, it can be creepy. If you've never been to the mountains, 
or if you've been to the mountains but maybe never experienced a storm whilst there, it can be pretty creepy. My family and I tried to escape a hurricane one time by heading north to Helen, Georgia, and the storm came with us. That was not fun. Then, about a year later, we went to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and experienced another bad storm. Well, Mom and Dad did. My son and I slept through it. It was bad. She missed it. Lights went out. We were in the cutest little stinking cabin in the world. Literally dug into like the side of a little mountain. And yeah, that, that was kind of the creepy part. It was, it was really, really creepy. Like we, the disorientation of not knowing where you're at on top of electricity being out, on top of the storm going on. It was, it was really, really creepy. And I could totally, totally see disorientation. I mean, no problem whatsoever getting dis disoriented. I was in the cutest little cabin in the world, and it, I mean, I had the light from my phone, but it still was like, I had to think about where I was going from one room to the next, and it was only a three-room cabin. But it was, you know, it was just that disorienting being pitch black. I mean, when I said the lights went out, they go out down here in Georgia. Don't get me wrong. They went out up there. Yeah, like, yeah, pump like sunshine gone. Yeah, but like you said, we were tucked into a mountain. Yeah. There were trees around, all the way around us. Yeah. And, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's like a bad person's dream. Nobody can hear you scream. Yeah. And being who we are, that went through our mind. Because we did, toward the end... We did see some headlights coming coming toward our cabin. There was not a road coming toward our cabin. Like, we're at the end of a road. So you had to literally pull in the driveway to get those lights to come toward the cabin. That was creepy as crap. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, not a back door. You know. Mm -mm. Yeah. So no, it, it the, was. the back door was a mountain. Yeah, yeah. There was no back door. There's two doors on the front of the cabin. <laughs> so you, you had to go straight into somebody if they were coming at you. So, I mean... This literally, like I said, this is the second time I've read this story or heard this story because on one of the sites I'm on, um, she described it and it was just heart-wrenching, frightening. Think of what that little boy had to be going through. Terrible. I mean, wow. As, you know, on top of everything, then you get the storm come up. And I'm sure they don't know the terrain that well and certainly not a little boy. Yeah. Um, I mean, irregardless of a mental status, that's just creepy. It's going to mess with your head. If you were perfectly on academic level, it's going to mess with your head. Mm -hmm. Experienced hikers have had um, the same disorientation over stuff like that. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Oh, how horrible. Beautiful as it may be, the Smoky Mountains have... Mm -hmm. And an inherent danger to them. I mean, you're walking along. I remember years ago, as it no, it was that many years ago. Okay, it was <laughs> because before I had my driver's license, so it was a long time ago. But um, really long time ago, like over forty years ago. But we were heading up to Canada, and of course, my mom being my mom, we made food and everything. It was we'll stop when we get in the mountains, and we'll have you know supper or whatever. And um, we did, Lord bless her. We had our little dinner right on the side of a mountain. 
just pulled off the side of the road. Lord loved my mama. And we had our little dinner. We cleaned up. We got back in the car and headed on our way. On the way back, we were like, hey, that's that place where we stopped, wasn't it? Yeah, if we'd have taken five steps, we'd have fallen slap living off a cliff. <laughs> Good idea, Mom. Pitch, pitch, pitch. I'm telling you people, it might get dark down here in Georgia. Bull. I can make my way. When it gets dark in the Smokies, it is crapping dark. Yeah. Because the yeah. side of that mound was pitch black. We had nothing. <laughs> we didn't have cell phones long, long, maybe years ago. It was pitch black. So this poor little boy, when the sun starts going down, that's, oh, God, that's got to be heartbreaking. I'm talking pitch black. Mm-hmm. Like midnight has nothing on the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, I mean, as majestic and beautiful as they appear, Great danger lies within. The Smoky Mountains are a mountain range that rise along the Tennessee-North Carolina border in the southeastern United States. And they are actually a sub-range of the Appalachian Mountains and form part of the Blue Ridge Physiographic Province. The range is sometimes called the Smoky Mountains and sometimes it's even shortened farther as I'm sure you've heard us do already, to the Smokies. The Smokies are covered with drainages eroded by creeks, many giant boulders as well, steep cliffs with cut crevices, there are occasional wild cats and resident black bears, but the landscape also features thickets of trees and vegetation that can trap you if you stray from an established trail. The thicket can be so thick that in one case, it took a year to find an airplane. I've heard that story too. It could almost be impossible to find a lost child in that type of terrain. Mm -hmm. Roaring rapids, especially after a heavy rain, which there was at that time, could drown out the sounds of screaming or crying. In March or April, hungry bears come out of hibernation, and they are their most dangerous as there isn't much food around. But even in the summer, they are known to attack people. In the bear's defense, I have learned generally they do not attack people. It is a rare circumstance and food-related. They smell food on you. You, in some way, frighten them. Look like a snack. You look like snack. Smell like snack. Must be a snack. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but talking about the water, because um, of course, like we said, I'm a Great Smoky Mountains fanatic, um, and I love Helen to death. If you go in Helen, and there's these stairs um, by the river that runs through Helen. There's these stairs you can go down, and it has like water down by where the people remember, are tubing. Yeah, remember, yes. and have the water levels. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I remember um, looking at it to show like how high the water current. Yeah. yeah. Um, the water has risen so high so many times. And you don't think about it because you're in the mountains. The water's going to roll off. What's the big deal? No, it floods like zip. Yeah. Um, they have had so many floods. You don't live yeah. in the top of the mountain, people. You live in the valley. Well, even at that, when the water runs, it runs. Like down here, it was flat as a flitter. Yeah. The water runs, you know. You get a little current going on here. 
But when it runs and it runs down those hills and, and snow and etc. etc. is melting from the top of those mountains as things like that, the water is insane. I've seen such beautiful, frightening pictures of the streams and creeks and um, things in this area. The water is like fierce naturally. Mm-hmm. So a nice heavy rain and the water is insane. You have thrill nuts that have a blast with it. Yeah, I mean like white water rafting is huge in the mountains. Oh, totally. But um and I mean like how do you how do you think those raging waters do they, do they just decide to rage cuz people are coming to ride them that day? No. Yeah. That's that's no. how they naturally are. Yeah. And so these heavy rains make them 10 times worse. And yeah. You know, despite all of this dangerous geography they were faced with navigating, the family and rangers searched as much as they could in the immediate area throughout the stormy night and found nothing. They asked people on every trail to Spence Field if they had seen Dennis, and he was nowhere to be found. On Sunday, June 15, 1969, a heavy search for Dennis began at 5 a.m., the severe weather overnight posed a physical risk to Dennis Martin and made it difficult for searchers to see and hear while scouring the Smokies. It was a tough task. There was fog and rain from all the storms and the streams roaring by. And if a little boy was yelling, you probably couldn't even hear it. And rain had basically obliterated any chance they had of finding a clue or a scent and just washed it all away. I mean, that's they had so like, what, what did I say, like 2.5 inches that night? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot quick. Yeah. Mm. So before they even had a chance, the water just took everything. In the following week, the search force group to about 1,400 people a day stomping through the mountains in search of Dennis. Military helicopters helped transport teams to Spence Field. Special Forces troops from Fort Bragg were doing exercises near the Smokies in North Carolina, and they were suddenly on hand to navigate the dense terrain, similar to the jungles that they had experienced fighting in Vietnam. But any clues that were not washed away by the rain were drowned by the flood of people with good intentions. Yeah, that's a lot of people, 1,400 people tromping around. And, um, you know, they're just like stepping on everything. And you're, you're on these hills. It's hard to keep your footing. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you're, you know, you're stomping around, you're sliding, you're, you know, it's, it's horrible. It just uh, it doesn't work. Every branch and footprint and every other clue has been trampled on. A search dogs, I can imagine they weren't much help either, you know? I mean, no, could they sniff mm-hmm. anything? I don't know. I mean, even if they could, there were so many scents about that, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just horrible. Yeah, I mean. And, you know, the worst part is, in a scary, scary sense, he can be five, ten feet away. Yeah. And if he's just too frightened to scream or whatever, he's overlooked. Mm-hmm. It's, it's heartbreaking. It is so heartbreaking. That's the bad thing about children. They're so tiny. Yeah. 
that if they are in this situation, oh, yeah. they can crawl up into a hole to, you know, find mm-hmm. warmth and try to survive. Yeah. And often be overlooked. Yeah, totally. He's asleep in a tree trunk. You know, he found a hole in a tree trunk. He's asleep. They're standing right there and he doesn't even know it. I mean, it's possible. You know? Yeah. It's so sad. It's, I mean, it's, it's, every so, scenario it's not sad. like rare. I mean, stranger things have happened. No, yeah, definitely. It's just so sad. But, I mean, how else are you going to cover that much ground without the massive amount of people? Not, there's no other way to do it. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's a catch-22. Yeah. Yeah. And, unfortunately, the weather didn't get any better. Another several inches of rain hampered the search with flash floods and roads too muddy to drive on and skies that kept aircrafts grounded. Yeah. I mean... They're called the Smoky Mountains for a reason. Mm-hmm. They look like mm-hmm. smoke is rising out of them on a good day. Yeah. So imagine flying over the Smoky Mountains in fog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about as visible as something at the bottom of the Hudson River. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Between, you know, between the the and the, it's dangerous. The smoke or the um fog that looks like the smoke in the mountains and mm-hmm. um. And the thickets, I mean, I don't know. If you've ever been on a hairpin turn in the mountains, there are times you can't see the other side of the hairpin. Yeah. And it, Yeah, it, it is. It's And putting crafts up in the sky with it like that? Yeah. It's just, it's too dangerous. Yeah, it is. Then we could possibly, potentially be having to cover more ground looking for more people. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as the search dragged on, nationally famous psychics contacted the Martin family with claims that they could help find the child. Search crews diverted resources to follow their suggestions, all to no avail. And to this day, only five missing persons cases in the Smoky Mountains remain unsolved. Four of them being in the decades since Dennis. As far as search efforts, it had been rough from the start, you know, with that summer storm that dumped sheets of rain on the park, flooded roads, washed away tracks, and other clues. You know, the massive search ended up doing more harm than good between that and the rain. And, you know, with overeager volunteers showing up by the hundreds, which is an amazing thing, it could likely have been that Signs of Dennis being alive were overlooked. Very true. Very true. It, I mean, it's fantastic. People don't. That's one thing I'll say about the Smokies. Is they're they're still the old. The old. We take care of our own. We take and 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 their your own their own being visitors that come. You come here to our land. You become us. So they would show up. It's just, you know, I can see mm-hmm. from things that I've learned, I've read of the people from that area, they would show up. They're, Here we are. We got it. We're on it. Let's look for this little boy. You know, we've dropped everything for today. Let's look for this little boy. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't find that everywhere. No. But like you said, that that can also, in this case, have been a hindrance to the case. But, but, I mean, also with the rain, mm-hmm. 
I really don't know how much evidence was even left yeah. for them to potentially harm, you know? Right. Yeah. Like. How much got washed away just in yeah. the rain. I mean, most of the evidence could have been gone anyway, so maybe it was mm-hmm. better they had all those people. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's just, it seems like there's no right answer with this No, case. there's not. And despite all the manpower and two weeks of official searching and unofficial searching until September, nothing was ever found. Not a trace. Have they ever found anything, any, any official conclusion to the case? So, theories ran rampant, but they were mostly based on rumors or speculation. Some thought he may have been attacked by an animal. The shorelines from the mountaintop to Fontana Lake were searched in case he washed away in the heavy rain. The family offered a reward for their son's return for fear the total disappearance meant that he was kidnapped. Makes sense. They put up a $5,000 reward offered by the family themselves, and it turned up a number of calls mostly those from the psychics and never really led to a breakthrough though but some years later a man who had been illegally collecting ginseng in the park claimed to have come across skeletal remains of a child but failed to inform authorities until 1985 for fear of prosecution when followed up on the searchers again drew a blank they could not find the remains well, I mean, when did he find the remains? I don't know. I mean, you kind of got to do that immediately. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know? they did immediately when he told them. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's got to tell them immediately. Yeah, and um, he said that he didn't for, like, fear of prosecution. Cause he was at, well, he was out there collecting ginseng yeah. illegally. Yeah. I don't really know why ginseng's illegal, though. Isn't it just like a root? Mm-hmm. I thought, do they have like medicinal purposes? Mm-hmm. It's illegal. Maybe you can smoke it too. I don't know. Sometime later, a family reported hearing a small voice scream in the woods around three miles from the spot where Dennis had vanished. And they also noticed an unkempt man at the edge of the trees with something over his shoulder. The FBI, however, said this was impossible and too far away, so they never even informed the Martin family. Mm. A shoe print was also found by the West Prong. What really happened to Dennis Martin? Did he seek shelter from the cold rain and die from hypothermia in an area searchers couldn't see? Did he fall off a cliff? Was he attacked by an animal? Was he kidnapped? There were infinite possibilities and leads, and none of them led to Dennis. The leading park investigators believed that Dennis got disoriented and perished in the wild, but death could have been caused from falling or drowning or an animal attack, but the family still believes he was abducted as there was a road track near the field. In truth, we may never know. Most researchers believe the same thing as the lead park investigators. Despite the fact that he was wearing a bright red shirt that should have been easy for searchers to spot, Martin's small size and the thick brush in the area means a body could well have been overlooked. Other researchers point out to the presence of black bears in the area, as well as copperheads and feral pigs. 
one underweight bear had actually been caught in a boar trap in the area two weeks earlier before being released, suggesting that the animal may have been struggling to find enough food. It, it, that does happen. That the food just, due to extreme cold or snow or weather, you know, rains like this and stuff, there's just the, the berries and whatever bears and different animals eat. It, it's scarce. That's how they come into the cities and stuff like that, looking for food and going to trash cans. And yeah, and I just, you know, I just don't see how a bear could have done it because, like, how are you not going to, like, hear that? Yeah, I mean, not only that, it would have taken him a little while, and they started searching quickly, you know, mm-hmm. within minutes. And I, not, I just don't, I don't go with the bear attack theory. Mm-mm. I don't either. Now, there are other animals there, but I still, an animal attack would take a minute for them to... And I feel like it would you would hear something. Like you would at least hear a scuffle. Yeah. Something, yeah. It does make sense. I don't know. I I mean I I kind of feel like terrain may be our culprit here, but we just will never know. Well the Martin family, they firmly yeah. believe something far more sinister happened. The family sticks by their theory of abduction. And this theory appears to be based largely on the eyewitness accounts of Harold Key, a visitor to the park that reported hearing a loud scream on the afternoon Martin disappeared. Shortly after, he claims to have seen that same disheveled man, unkempt man from earlier, Mm -hmm. covered in hair and attempting to remain unseen, fleeing through the woods. Key's family elaborated that the figure had a red object slung over his shoulder, matching the clothing Martin was wearing. Despite the report, FBI investigators ultimately dismissed it. Given that the sighting had taken place more than five miles from where Martin had vanished and Key was unclear on the timeline, but he later speculated that the man may have been a moonshiner, explaining his reluctance to be seen. One retired park ranger lamented the failure to properly follow up either footprints or the sighting of the rough-looking man. He argued that the location of the sighting was downhill from where Martin disappeared, and it was more than reasonable for a relatively fit individual to cover that distance in the time frame, even carrying a child. I mean, think about it. Did the child roll down a hill? That would account for some of the distance. Yeah, I mean, I mean it very well could, and he rolled into the wrong person. Yeah, I mean, I, this should not have been discounted. You know, it shouldn't have. I, I don't know. I know that you can't just go crazy following leads, but when a person, a child especially, I, I lean to children, is missing, you leave no stone unturned. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever for, no matter how lavish or insane it may be, you leave no stone unturned. And um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, totally, the animal, eh, it's going to be kind of tough. But I kind of agree, too. I mean, and that, this is what they're saying, though, that like um, a man that is... Since we're saying man because it was seen to be a man. No, I mean, it, it seems plausible to me that a man in 
relatively good shape, mm -hmm. he could cover that distance in mm -hmm. that time frame, even carrying a child. Yeah. Children do not weigh that much. Well, he they said he was thin. They yeah. Said, you know, I mean. You know, I yeah. mean. He wasn't a chunky monkey, so that makes it yeah. easier. I mean, my child, he weighs incorrectly, but he's smaller than most yeah. people his age. Yeah, definitely. So, take for instance, yeah, dad, daddy at the age of, we'll mm -hmm. say 30 for crap oh, yeah. and giggles, you know? Daddy at the age of 30, could he have covered a five-mile radius with, with a child small as Noah slung over his shoulder? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially if I'm one of those fit moonshiners that's used to running yeah. for my life. Yeah, I mean, because that's yeah. what they do. They run through the woods and the hills. They run and the, through this terrain. And they know the terrain. Mm -hmm. That's that's the thing, too, that speeds them up. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, like you said, I totally don't think that should have been discredited. No, I think that was probably all. the best lead they had, and they ignored mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I mean... As usual with most of our shows, we'll never know whether this was related to Martin's disappearance or not, even though I strongly believe that it is. It's been at least 50 years since Dennis went missing. Yeah. Yeah, so we certainly will never know. No. We'll never know. It's heartbreaking. I mean, because the family still is going to live with it. Yeah. This doesn't matter. You don't know that uncertain. You're going to just live with it. Yeah. And play over and over in your head what may or what you believe or what you think may have happened. Or what could I have done different? Uh, yeah. What should I have done? To, you know? Yeah. You're going to spend your lifetime, especially mm -hmm. your child, blaming yourself. Uh-huh. Because as, yeah. as a parent, that's your job. Yeah. So before we go, WBIR News released a statement on how to keep your child safe on hiking and exploration and national parks and we feel this is an important thing to adhere to it is a billion percent there are so many tips on hiking that I, you wouldn't think of mm -hmm. especially with children children get hungry all the daggum time so you, you're going to have snacks with you you're going to have things have ziploc bags to put those snacks in when they're not finished because that way you're not drawing animals Little kids, I don't know how the devil Noah does it, but that child's always sticky. <laughs> <laughs> and a bear, a wildcat, a boar, whatever, smells that sticky little kid, and you just endangered your child. Keep wipes, keep bags for everything discarding. Mm -hmm. um, you know, follow the just just follow the guidelines that people have been there, done that. You know, the hike all the time or whatever. Follow their guidelines. Oh, my God. They're so ridiculous. That's over the top. I don't care. If it's for your safety, your child's safety, your dog's safety, you need to follow them. They're there for a reason. Yeah. I'm going in after my dog. Yeah. I mean, exactly. You're going to protect your loved ones. So protect them by knowing how to hike. And, and I think these people did. That's the thing. I think this was not something they decided, hey, let's do this for Father's Day. This is something that... Uh, yeah, was, it was their annual a, trip. Yeah. So they knew what they were doing. So you need to make sure you know what you're doing to the absolute yeah. extreme best of your ability to protect your children. Yeah, because, I mean, even people experience as them. Mm -hmm. Bad exactly. things can happen. Exactly right. And in memory of little Dennis, please listen to the following tips on hiking safety. While this was a case from, you know, the, the late 1960s, 
and they didn't have technology that we do now and obviously gps technology has drastically changed in the ability to find lost people emergency gps devices can contact rescue crews and notify them of your exact location gps units are also used by searchers to track exactly where they have looked for a missing person but even if you don't have high-tech gadgets some basic essentials and knowledge can save your life if you become lost in the woods. There's one thing that I read earlier while researching for this too, and it is called, that actually saved a girl's life whose family was hiking. It's called Hug a Tree. Okay. And, you know, if you don't know what that means, because some of the people commenting were like, oh, I'm from this country or that country, you know, can you please explain? Right. I know a lot of different countries listen to the mm -hmm. show. So, hug a tree means, you know, if you get separated from a group, you find a tree and you hold on to it. You don't go off trying to find your way back. You find the tree and you stay there. See, I did not know that. I was waiting for the explanation. So, that's pretty cool. I, I kind of figured that's what it meant. But that's pretty cool. It's a good idea. Yeah, it really is. It's something I didn't well, think of. And not only that, did... Did little Dennis slide down into some sort of watery ravine? Had he known to hug a tree, he would have been not only hugging a tree and stationary, he'd have been upright. Mm -hmm. You know, not down in the foliage where he could get covered up. So, yeah, that's great advice. Also, you know, know your limitations. Plan your trip. Share your plans with others. Most searches are for people who are overdue rather than truly lost. If you are hiking multiple days, let someone know where you plan to go and check in frequently. If you're camping overnight, sign in at shelters so crews can determine your last location. Stay on the trail for the love. Trails are where rescue crews and search teams first will find you and that is where you will encounter other hikers who can help you stay put aka hug a tree or if you know that you are lost don't go deeper into the wilderness stay in the same location until rescue crews can locate you streams can be preferable spots because they do provide a source of water and without water for three days our bodies will die so that that could be a good idea, but I would not go off seeking the water if it's not dire. Yeah. Right, and if it's not nearby. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that water can be good for is that you know streams can be preferable spots because they do provide that water source, but they often have a break in the canopy so you can be spotted from the air. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice. Also. Know the 10 hiking essentials, a map and compass, sun protection, extra clothes, a flashlight, first aid, repair kit, matches or lighter, food, water, and something for emergency shelter. And lastly, carry a whistle. It is lightweight and loud and can alert people to danger and help people locate you in an emergency. Now, I know in this episode, we have said that sometimes the wind up there can carry mm -hmm. away the sounds of a whistle, but 
your chances are better if you at least have one. A whistle is going to be a lot louder than your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen so many of these that you just mentioned on the websites I'm on for the mountains and stuff because I just can't get there as much as I want to, so I live vicariously. But um, I've seen a lot of this, this exact same advice. If you're coming up here and you're going to hike, do these things. Stay in a group. Let mm -hmm. somebody know. Check in. There are ranger stations and stuff like that for a reason. Check in with them. Yeah. You know, men don't like to ask for directions. Well, by crack, you ask for directions and check in at ranger stations. It's, it's just a safe thing because you don't know. It, it might even be you walk up on a rattlesnake. Scream and run. <laughs> yeah. Amen. But you, you don't have time to, you know, run and yeah. get help or whatever. And the more your body pumps, the more the venom, venom pumps. And, um, you know, if somebody knows where you were, well, she should have already checked in by now. They can go looking for you. Mm -hmm. it, you know, just save your own life when you can. And always remember, be smart, be safe, and talk to your mama so you don't go missing. And take her advice. Don't push it. We'll see you all next week for a new episode.